Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen up, San Diego. Stop what you're doing and listen. It's the end of the workday, but Gwen and Chris is just getting started. New year, same Gwen and Chris. Well, you don't need a shrink to tell you that this guy's a raving psycho. With Tony Quinn Jr. When we're talking offense and, and getting... Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Oh, my God, I hate that. Oh, no! All right, uh, that, you me. just put yourself in the promos. Good, good MLB point. Network. You just put me in the promo Sorry. by reminding them. And Chris Ello. I have no, a better suggestion for you. Uh-oh. What? Scraby comes up to you at an oh. event with a microphone. <laughs> Run! Run! Six oh four on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Thomas Andrews, just hanging out. Uh, NFC AFC playoff football this weekend. Mm. Just Sunday this week, right? No Saturday games, right? Just Sunday. Yeah, I kind of like the Saturday game, man. I would think they should have one on each of those days. Well, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I think you're right too. Because Saturday is, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of boring. When I mean, now you know what. NBA's now on Saturdays. They mm. started to, I saw some of those commercials, so maybe I'll have something to uh, kind of, if I'm not at Sunday. Man, we are right. in that part of the year now. We are. We are, but that just means baseball is right around the corner. It literally is right around the it corner. It is. It is. Uh, I've I got my schedule going to Arizona already. Are you excited? Are I you am. ready for baseball season? I, I am excited. Um, I think the Padres got a chance to be pretty good. I like the moves they've made. Uh I think, like everybody, I'd, I'd like to see uh, them make some more. But I also have to be mindful that uh, I think, unlike last year, if they're playing well like they were for the first half, I think uh, they'll make some moves, unlike last year, which uh, I think think they kind of felt like they were, excuse me, if they were to continue down that right, they'd be a year early. Now, they didn't end up finishing the season that well, so maybe it ends up being exactly where they thought they were. But um, I I, th- I think this team can be good, man. Uh, I'm excited about Chris Paddock having the the leash taken off of him. He's going to be able to go out and, and compete. I'm excited to to see Tommy Pham uh, in this lineup. I'm excited to see Jace, man, as a manager. I I am. I, I I've I think he's got a chance to to do some good things. He's surrounded by a good staff. You know, they they've brought in uh, Bobby Dickerson. They've brought in uh, a few uh, other new coaches as well. So. Uh, uh, so you know, we'll see what happens. Spring training right around the corner. A good team, Wayne Kirby, coming oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good team doesn't just energize themselves; they also energize the fans, and they energize us too as well. Because it's not easy for you guys to do 162 games. I know we're talking about baseball, and it's a cool job and all that stuff. But try 
caring yes, about you, a team you, that doesn't matter in September. You entertain fans by playing good baseball. Or in, in August. Yeah, are in you, August. Are, 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 are you telling me that? I mean, because, I, I mean, everybody seemed pretty entertained those first, you know, what, April through June. Oh, we were locked in. April through really July, right? Or the middle of July, break. Right, middle of July. So uh, we want to be entertained a little bit longer, though. And I, and I think uh, they've got some pieces that are, could help do that. All right. Uh, Odd Thomas, you had an NFL uh, news and notes, man. Let's, what, 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 what would it be like? Oh, I was going to hit my open, but there is none. Uh, We've already been over this. There's only a couple weeks left you know, football. You know what's funny is that you know all these new opens have popped up and still no Odd Thomas. Uh, We've already been over this. Which is funny. Well, what's going to be your excuse when we have Odd Thomas uh, MLB news and notes? I already have that. Oh, you have that Well, one. no, no. He was Odd Thomas uh, Odd Baseball Facts with Odd Thomas. Okay. We have that open. Oh, that... Meet our producer, Thomas. <laughs> He's right. on. Let's get to the NFL news and notes, Thomas. The NFL news and notes starts now. Oh, I like that. <laughs> all right. Yesterday, the NFL world was shocked as all-pro linebacker Luke Keekley announces retirement after eight seasons. The seven-time Pro Bowler said he doesn't know if he can play as smart, healthy, and as, and as, as strong as he believed he could. Here is Keekley talking about retiring and you know, some of the questions he was asked was, you know, the Panthers changed head coaches and bringing in a new college guy, and they asked if maybe that had something to do with it. So he responded to both, first talking about retirement and the new coaching change. It's enough to have the opportunity to play um, this game since I was in fourth grade, and uh, I've been with the Panthers now for eight years, and it's never the right time to step away, but now is the right time for me, and it's a tough decision. I've thought about it a lot, and I think now is, is, is the right chance for me to, to move on. This decision has nothing to do with new coaches and Coach Rule. He's going to do a fantastic job. His track record's proven. But for me, now is the right opportunity to, to move in a different direction. And you know, there's only one way to play this game since I was a little kid is, is to play fast and play physical and play strong. And at this point, I don't know if I'm able to do that anymore. And that's the part that is the most difficult. Mm. And that video he put out, and you could, you could see the sadness in his eyes when he was talking about that. And you got to think, this guy has probably been a thousand ta- over a 1,000 tackles in eight seasons is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year in his first year in 12, and then the very next season won Defensive Player of the Year. That's remarkable. The only two people to ever do that were him and Lawrence Taylor. Wow, that's a good group to be in with those stats. Unfortunately, I think it's a trend we'll continue to see. I mean, I saw a list today of guys who've retired at 30 and under. That's an all-pro list right mm-hmm. there. Calvin Johnson, Cam Chancellor, Andrew Luck. Um, Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis, <laughs> Keekley. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, it's, a, it's a big list. Um, gosh, the kid... Is it Jake Lock? Uh, Jake Locker, Jake Locker, with the Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, out of Washington. There are a lot of guys now with the information out there that I, I, I don't see this trend stopping. I, I think, don't necessarily see it explode into big numbers, but I expect this to be a consistent theme moving forward. He made sixty-eight million while playing for the Panthers, so he got he got his what is he got his chicken? He's got yeah. his chicken. He got his chicken, and now he's keeping his mentals. Yes, mentals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm happy to see him step away from the pure fact that he had so many concussions. I, I read a stat yesterday that he only missed seven games due to concussion, but I, it seemed like a lot more. Does anybody remember the concussion he yes. got where he was in tears Crying. on the yes. sideline? It that was scared scary. me. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's crazy thing, too, in his uh, eight years playing, he was a uh, all-pro voted five of those eight years. First time, or, yeah, all-pro, so that's insane. Well, good for him. He's got coach written all over him, so. 
All right, speaking of early retirement, on top of losing Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski before the season started, the Patriots lost one of their team captains in center, David Andrews, who missed the entire season with a blood clot. Now, Andrews isn't medically cleared to play yet or resume football activities, but he did give an update on his condition. I feel great. You know, I have some doctor's appointments coming up, and um, hopefully, you know, that goes well, and then, you know, we'll kind of see from there. So pretty optimistic and just uh, really hope everything comes back good here in the next month. I'm not ready to be done playing football, so if there's any chance that I can go play football, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, he was de- dearly missed on that offensive line. Uh, the team captain, uh, center out of Georgia, David Andrews. His long- blood clot was in his was it in his leg or his lung? His lung. Yeah, that's not good. It's not one can't of those. Play with that. <laughs> can't play with that. Like, can't play with it. And I'm not talking about literally. You can't like you just don't joke around no. with no, a, a, a clot really anywhere in your body, especially the lungs. Though, is that why the Patriots are so bad this year, Thomas? I'm not going to say that's the only ah, reason. That was, that was a trick question. We were going to lambaste you if you said, yeah, that's why they were bad this year. <laughs> Good answer. When the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in overtime because their defense couldn't get off the field, Andy Reid decided he needed to upgrade his defense. First step was hiring Steve Spagnola, who was famous for shutting down Tom Brady in their first matchup with the Giants. Second was in to, to bring in a veteran leader on the defense, and that player was Tyron Matthew. Here is Patrick Mahomes talking about what Matthew has brought to this team this season. I mean, he's a, he's a natural-born leader. I mean, that's just who he is. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything other than be himself. Uh, he, he goes out there every single day, and and just by his attitude, his mindset, he's he's leading other guys. And I think that, that that's huge when you have guys like that around the team. And, uh, I mean, obviously his play speaks for itself, but the way he's able to just every single day be great, uh, I mean, it, it really does uh, spread throughout the team. So Patrick Mahomes, huge fan of Tyron Matthew. Well, yeah, he's not the one playing against him, so. <laughs> right. He the honey have... badger is on his team. Yeah. Speaking of defense, Mike Vrabel and defensive quarter Dean Pease have had their hands full through the first two games of the playoffs. First taking down Tom Brady and last week putting up a, uh, a great defensive plan, taking down the MVP frontrunner and Lamar Jackson. But Vrabel knows his team has another tough task ahead of him containing Patrick Mahomes. Here is Vrabel talking about the challenge Casey gives his team. I can find it. Their effort to the football and the way that they chase and the way that they tackle, uh, those those are um, great compliments to to Spags and his staff and obviously Andy as, as the head coach. They're explosive on offense. They're athletic. They're fast. Um, you know, it, 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 it'll be a huge challenge. I hope that everybody's more prepared. I hope that everybody's um, you know gotten a little bit better at some technique or some coverage that we're running. And then he goes on to uh, mention about their matchup last last meeting and hopes his team is more prepared this time. Do we have any update on whether or not he's going to live up to his bet he made before the year? <laughs> he's not living up to that bet, I guarantee. He said he would cut off a body part that only men have. Yeah, that's not happening. I can well, he shouldn't have Especially said Especially considering that he already has If they win Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Right, so. <laughs> Please I just dumped make that. sure. I just dumped oh, you that. dumped it. Okay. That was disgusting. <laughs> the last we, we can't go on. We can't go on. We can't go on. That fool just belched uh, in the mic. I oh. saved San Diego's ears because I oh dumped it because gosh. I think everybody just heard what Thomas had for dinner. Uh just a quick <laughs> just wow. Just a uh, quick note. Butler, uh, the team number five team in the nation, ranked ahead of the Aztecs, 
just lost at home uh, versus Seton Hall. That's now two teams ranked. Oh, they uh, got to move up. Uh, uh, Duke and now uh, <laughs> and now Butler both lost. So SDSU has a chance to move up uh, with another win. That's big news. <laughs> you got to take you straight face. All right. Uh, we're going to step away, take a break. When we come back, we've got a treat for you. Former Padre Nick Hudley uh, will join this, the show to talk a little bit about what he's got going on in this new camp out here in San Diego. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 to fan. But first, let's take a look at traffic with Sudi. Six twenty-one on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Thomas Andrews. Uh, we're supposed to have Nick Hudley on. We are trying to get him on the line. I think I'm gonna have him call us. Please do, because uh, we tried to call him twice and it's gone straight to voicemail. So it's not a good sign. I uh, he can call us at, and everybody can call us at eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Got a little comment from some people out there on the internet. Yeah. About our yeah. MMA talk. Uh, Gabrielle Conchilli said, currently listening to 97.3 The Fantasy. D. I don't know what is worse, Matt Scraby and Tony Gunn Jr. trying to talk NBA or being parked on the 15th South at 6 p.m. I mean, being on the 15th South isn't, isn't all that joyous, joyous no. No. I should say. But maybe us talking MMA isn't that great. It's not my strongest suit. It's not I my think, strong suit either, I, but we're trying. I do enjoy MMA, though. Me too. We're trying. You know, I was just trying to keep... Keep my people happy, you know. A little little taste of MMA. I don't like talking Clippers, but I, I, <laughs> I like to keep the, the folks out in, uh, who are Clipper That's fans true. happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not. We we should never tackle the MMA subject again. <laughs> apparently, because okay. we're just terrible. I'll just so. promote the fight. UFC 246. No, no, no! Don't give their sport no, any. Not, don't, don't, don't give their sport. I think you're being a little petty. Okay, that's that's true. Okay. UFC 246 is Saturday. Yeah. All right, so uh, as we sit here and, and wait for uh, Nick Hudley to call us, a uh, few things going on in the National Basketball Association. Um, Red, uh, Red Sox. I always call the Celtics Red Sox sometimes, the whole Boston thing, right? Yeah, they're getting mixed uh, up. The uh, Boston Celtics take an L at home. How do you feel about that? Are you, are you actually a Celtics fan, uh, Thomas? I pay attention to it. I get the notifications <laughs> when they win or lose. So you on your apps, you have them circled as favorites. Yeah. So you're a fan then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They lost to Detroit today, 116-103. No Blake Griffin out for the year. Detroit is one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. I saw Blake Griffin's contract was the worst in in the NBA right now because ah. well, he, he, he makes a playing. ton of money and he's not doing he got, anything. He's not playing at all. I think he is about to have knee surgery, actually. Yeah. But Blake Griffin, what – because coming out of college, I remember him being the talk of the talk of the town, uh, going into the NBA. So it would be it, it was kind of was he a little bit of a letdown, or do you think he lived up to what his expectations were? Uh, I think it's still too early to say. Really, for Blake Griffin? I mean, it's not too early, but he's had some some really really good years. It's just, yeah. These last couple, he's been hurt, so I think it's easy for us to say he's been a bust. But uh, remember, the Clippers were irrelevant. 
And all of a sudden he came. They started going to the playoffs. So I don't think it was a bust by any means. All I right. miss his Kia commercials. Yeah, his Kia commercials were They're legit. Great. They were legit. Uh, all right. Joining us on the SDCCU fan hotline is a guy I once called a teammate. I consider him a friend. Nick Hudley, former Padre, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. Nick, how you doing today, brother? What's going on, guys? Doing well. How are you? We are doing well. I, I've been telling folks that we've been going to have you on the show today. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Man, thanks for first day. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we got uh, a little baseball camp coming up on Sunday, um, the second annual Nick Humbley baseball camp, and uh, we do it over at Santa Fe Christian High School. And uh, all the proceeds go to a real cool organization called Hope Leadership Academy that does after-school mentoring programs for for fatherless kids in the San Diego area. So if you have a, a boy or girl uh, that, that's looking to, to get a little uh, fun day in, um, go to nickbaseball.com and, and sign up. Now, uh, how did you – this is your second annual camp, so clearly you've had, you've had at least one before. <laughs> yeah. uh, how did you get involved with the, uh, the organization that this, this money is going to go to? So um, a guy named Willie Briscoe runs Hope Leadership, and I've known him for probably 10 years, a good friend of mine. And he does – they do um, free camps all over. Uh, they do baseball, basketball, football, surf camps. So I've done a couple of those with him. And then uh, kind of a couple of years ago, uh, a friend of mine um, who works with the Dodgers now, um, he runs some camps for some players, and we were kind of chopping up uh, some ideas about – about running the camp and finally last year we were like hey let's do it let's just set a date and, and see what happens and if one kid shows up you know we'll we'll have a camp for one kid but right. thankfully thankfully people showed up and uh and it's uh, getting bigger this year so now, it's been fun it's been a cool process now this camp is is free it's a paid camp okay. um so we run a run a for-profit business and then donate all the proceeds whatever we make we give away to, to awesome. hope so now, uh, yeah. in terms of of Nick Hudley, what do you got going? Are, are you still you still playing? You still trying to play this year? That's a great question, man. I was going to call you off air and, and talk. About <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll pick your brain a little bit. No, I'm uh, I'm just enjoying being a full time dad right now. Um, got a couple couple irons in the fire and just kind of deciding what uh, what the best course for the next year is. You know. Yeah. Uh, Feels like uh, a long time ago we played together, man. So it's been a been a fun run. If if I if I play another year or two, that'd be awesome. But if not, uh, you know how it is. It, it'd be a it'd be a uh, great uh, great run if it ended. I tell you what, uh, there'd be a lot of organizations that would be uh, remiss if they didn't uh, want to bring you in. If after if it decided not to play, uh, you decided not to to, to 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 take that opportunity, and you wanted to move into the next phase. Uh, I already know what kind of coach you're going to be, man. You're going to be a terrific coach. You you got a whole bunch of knowledge, and uh, the way you can uh, present it, I think, is big, especially in today's game, man. Man, I'll tell you what. I I was really fortunate playing with you and and other guys like we came up with. Yeah. Um, and when you were with the pods, uh, you know, guys like Hoffy and David Eckstein, Chris Young, those types of guys. So um, we definitely we definitely learned from the right people, and then. Yeah. Being able to work out with you and, and, and the group of guys we had at, at San Diego State and hit with your dad, those types of, of memories, man, those are – to be able to, to catch and, and hit with Hall of Famers is pretty pretty special. So, um, yeah, one of these days we uh, 
we'll sit down and talk talk more baseball. For yeah, sure. we definitely need to do that. Before I let you go, uh, one more time, tell us where uh, you can sign your kids up and and get them out to this camp. Um, the website is just nickbaseball.com and really creative. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, you 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 went yeah. <laughs> you went deep in the archives for that one. Yeah, we we thought about that one for like three weeks and then just settled on it. You know, <laughs> sounds good, Nick. <laughs> yeah, it was man. great catching up with you, man. You and I need to make sure we get out and have some lunch one of these days. Let's do it. Let's get a workout in too, buddy. I sound sounds good. All right, Nick Hudley, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Nick. Uh, free camp a camp that you can get your kids out to. Uh, the proceeds. Uh, go to a, a great organization. So uh, if you if you have some time, you're looking for something to get your kids into, this just might be it. All right. Uh, we will take a step away and take a break when we return. Uh, we've got that Buster Olney report. Uh, we talked a lot about what's going on with the Houston Astros and, and the fallout from that, that scandal. But we also talked a little bit about Buster's List and him leaving off Manny Machado. If you missed it, you'll get a chance to hear it next. This is Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, The Fan. Do you want great guests? We've got you covered. We're talking to Andrew Brantford. on the clock. What a sneaky clock. <laughs> Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, Matt Scraby, Thomas Andrews, just cruising through this happy hour. Um, Netflix. Yes. Aaron Hernandez, documentary, has hit the... Uh, hit the interwebs. Yes. And uh, seen a lot of comments on it. Um, a I know, lot. I know Thomas came in. With his eyes popping out of his head. <laughs> you did. I, I saw my friend Michelle Margot talking about it on Twitter, and she re- apparently read the book and said that the documentary leaves a lot of details out that leave mm. you with more questions. Not to say that uh, that's accurate. I mean, that's just her take. Uh, but, what, what, Thomas, you've seen episode one. What, what, what was your takeaway? It's intense. It brings you back down uh, this whole saga back in the early early decade, I guess, because of this whole saga with Aaron Hernandez. And it, you know, it's just crazy to see it unfold from basically they essentially speed up everything that happened, but everything that we've, you know, as a fan or someone just a fan of the NFL or someone that's just interested in seeing, you know, case, it's, it's just a lot going down. And uh, the stuff that, you know, he he did and w- didn't do the stuff they have on camera. It's just it's a lot. And uh, I'm just starting to get into some of these documentaries because Scraby is very into him. He's so. into the docs, man. He, yeah. he I loves love the these docs. crime series documentaries. So I thought I was like, man, I got to get a whole, I got to get a jump on this one before he does. So you beat me too. I'm going to go home and watch it. Like I'm 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 giddy to go watch <laughs> this thing. It's that because Netflix knows what they're doing with these documentaries and. And that that bothers me though that Michelle Margot said that there's stuff. Well, that... I, I, it says it says uh, I'll read you her exact tweet. It says, "Okay, so I've read the book Aaron Hernandez's brother wrote and watched the entire docu series in the past 48 hours." Wow. She put, "Yeah, impressive." <laughs> uh, my thoughts: the docu series on Netflix isn't as accurate as the book. The book has intimate details and context context that. I felt were crucial to the story and the documentary didn't give them. Both were very eye-opening, horribly tragic, regardless of what you believe. Uh, I still have a lot of unanswered questions. See, that's, Netflix, but that's, kind, that's yeah. kind of the issue when you put something in a 
Well, it's anything in any, a film format. Yeah, book yeah. to movies, you, you hear all the same people. Oh, it's not the same in the book. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to be able to put everything in t- from the book into the movie. But these documentaries do leave some things out. Like I know that the Making the Murderer documentary that Netflix had that was huge, and they left some things out as well, kind of making it seem like they're just leading the story a little bit to make you believe what they want you to believe. So I don't like that, but I will be watching this and I will be pumped up about it. The the is the picture for the documentary is it him with blood as his his eye black strip? I did see that that picture. That's a little somewhere. much, that, isn't it? Though that's if, a little much. Is that what it? Is that what the on the cover is on the on cover the f- on Netflix? It's like a black and white photo of him holding a helmet, and it does kind of have something underneath that may look like blood. blood. I didn't look. I mean, it's red. Well, no, it's black and white okay. on the Netflix one. Yeah, but I saw, I saw one with was, color. It was his actual. I had the sticky eye black yeah. he puts on, and it had like blood. They 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 dressed it up real nice. Well, no, they have they have like reenactments where they have obviously a hired actor that kind of had they put tattoos that look similar to Hernandez's in it. So when they're talking about things that happened, they have like kind of like re, yeah, yeah reenactments. But the one thing that's really crazy, they have a lot, all of his phone. Uh, phone calls from jail all recorded so you're seeing you're listening to actual phone calls Ooh. between him and his fiance slash wife uh worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I think they never actually got married. I think they just ended yeah. up being fiance, his mom, his aunt. And um, it's. And does yeah. he maintain innocence? Like I said, I'm only one episode in. And yeah. at this point, he just hits trial for the second double homicide that came up. It's just crazy to me that. And everybody always links this back to Urban Meyer as well when Urban Meyer was the coach of Florida and kind of turned his head to this. So a lot of this may have been able to be stopped if someone was able to say something. I don't want to connect the dots like that. I know you're not going to, but you know I have no problem doing that. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly (laughs) the conspiracy theorist doesn't have any problem with that. All right. Um, Earlier today we we were lucky to have Buster Oleani of ESPN. Uh, If you guys haven't read it, he's got a story out now. Uh, talking how the Mets are kind of hedging on moving on or keeping um, Carlos Beltran. So uh, he talks about that. He talks about the fallout. Plus, we had to hit him up about his list, leaving Manny Machado off of the top 10 spot. Here's what he said about everything. Joining us now on the SDCCU Fan Hotline is ESPN's Buster Only. Buster, how was your day, first of all? And uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, boy. I, I, I just feel you're right about that. It feels like we're in a vortex, right? And you're trying to figure out when we're going to spin out of it because, 
I mean, day by day by day, we're seeing this scandal of, affect uh, so many organizations and spin off so many conversations. And you know, through that though, I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're doing. We're doing we're good. Well. It hasn't affected us yet. No, it hasn't. Fortunately, affected... neither Tony or I have been affected yet, so that's good. <laughs> so, Buster, let's let's start with the Mets, the third team that could be uh, joining the list with the Astros and the Red Sox. Where do we stand right now with, with Carlos Beltran in, in, in the Mets? Deafening silence right mm-hmm. now because this report came out at 2 o'clock Eastern time on Monday uh, with uh, you know decisions coming down in Jeff Luno and decision coming down on A.J. Hinch, their manager. And then uh, on Tuesday, the Red Sox make their decision, Alex Cora, and the Mets don't announce anything on Beltran, who was named in the report on Monday. They don't say anything on Tuesday. They haven't said anything today. Uh, And and look, I covered the Mets for a year and have worked in the New York area for a long time. I've never seen an organization that reacts more to public criticism than the Mets do. Uh, And if you listen to talk radio here in New York or you read the columnists, there is a clamoring uh, of folks asking the question, how can they keep Carlos Beltran when when he was asked about this in the fall, he, uh, he at least by reporters, he, uh, according to the report, he flat out lied mm. and said he had nothing to do with the sign-stealing thing. And then the report comes out, and he was right in the middle of it. Um, and a lot of people asking, you know, do the Mets want to start a rookie manager uh, getting off on that sort of foot when they're in such a win-now situation? So. Everyone's waiting for the Mets to come out and say, Carlos Beltran is our manager. Um, and keep in mind, too, that the guy who finished second for that, uh, you know, for the managerial uh, job there was Eduardo Perez, our, our, mm. our colleague here at ESPN. He's available. And Buck Showalter, I still think, would be a great manager for somebody. Um, and he's available now. Buster, uh, we we were kind of surmising this whole Carlos Beltran talking a lot about it yesterday, and and I was just thinking to myself, my goodness, if the Mets do decide to stand behind Beltran, and you talked about the media in New York, I mean, how could he even show up at spring training? It doesn't seem like anybody would ask him anything other than this, and it would be almost impossible for him to get focused on what he needs to focus on as a manager of a Major League Baseball team. Which is why, Chris, they should have had a conversation uh, yesterday or had press conference yesterday mm-hmm. where they say, okay, Carlos is going to come in, he's our manager, he's going to answer all your questions about it, and he opens up, up the veins and he tells all the truth and he moves forward. Now, I don't know how Major League Baseball would feel exactly about that because they've put out word to all the teams, we don't want you talking about this incident, but I think in Beltran's case, he has to do that if he's going to move forward. Um, but I, as I say, I just don't know if the Mets are internally equipped for that because they, they do run scared. Boy, I, yeah. again, I've never seen an organization put, it, put their finger in the air, figure out which way the winds are blowing in terms of public sentiment <laughs> as they make decisions, which is why I think in the end they're going to wind up letting them go. Buster only ESPN joins us here on the SDCCU fan hotline. And Buster, we talked about this thing is a vortex and it has a lot of tentacles and it's going every which way. And you hit on it a little bit. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred reportedly has issued a kind of a don't talk about it uh, order amongst the the owners. And uh, it also has been reported that some of the other owners not involved in this are, are quite upset with the punishment handed down. Tell me, how is it uh, that he could have that kind of command of uh, of really his bosses? I, it's interesting because 
Um, I don't think he does <laughs> because I'm telling you, it's not hard to find opinions where a lot of people are upset about the decision that came down the other day because there were two individuals, uh, Jeff Luno and A.J. Hinch, with the original decision on the Astros. They're the ones who took the hit. The organization yeah. didn't. You know, For example, it was announced we gave them a $5 million uh, fine, which is the maximum that we can do. And one staffer with another team pointed out to me that the combined salaries of A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno is more than $5 million. So they've already saved money there. Yeah. And then the draft picks that they, uh, the draft picks that they were uh, assessed, first and second round pick this year and next year, it's not that big of a deal because they pick at the back end of the draft because they're one of the preeminent teams right now. Um, and, and other teams were asking the question, why is it that they weren't hit in the international market yeah. with the, some of the spending there? Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 you can tell Major League Baseball with the way they structured it, they want a clean break on this thing. They wanted it, the announcement to come down, and then nobody talked about it as if it was a bad chapter and a nightmare that happened, and we're all moving on. But it, they're gonna be some, uh, there's going to be some hangover from it. That was my first thought, Buster, was how, how does the international money not get or at least restrict it from them being able to make moves in order to add to it to compensate for those lost picks they have? Yeah, and Anthony, just talking with different – uh, folks with other teams, they are angry because they feel like that the Astros operated with a competitive advantage, with a sign stealing, and they don't understand why baseball didn't work to hit them competitively uh, almost immediately, yeah. moving forward, uh, that there were other steps that could have been taken. And let me tell you something, it does remind me of, you know, having covered the steroid era. You know, when you'd bump into players who had been in that, uh, who played in, in 1996-97, and they were getting a, a clearer vision about what happened, the anger is building. Mm. Uh, I've heard stories of members of the Astros organization in uh, November, December, after the athletic story came out detailing some of the sign stealing. Apparently, some members of the Astros organization reaching out to friends in the game saying, hey, you know what, what was in the story is overblown. It's not that bad. We didn't really gain that much of a competitive advantage. And these are to, to friends, and then the report comes out, and now the people are saying, wait, not only did you cheat, but then you lied to my face in right. the last two months. Hmm. There's so much anger, and there are a lot of friendships that are fractured. Buster Only is with us, ESPN senior writer and uh, one of our favorites here on uh, the Gwyn and Chris show. Uh, let's talk about the Red Sox for just a half second here, Buster. I mean, uh, they lose Alex Cora, who led them yep. to a World Series. They're kind of the secondary team in all of this, and we haven't heard the uh, pronouncement of what uh, the fallout is from their 2018 apparent scandal. Uh, what is likely to be levied against the Boston Red Sox, and will the fact that everybody's upset with the Astros' punishment go into Manfred's decision on how he handles the Red Sox? I think it'll be along the same lines. I think it'll go faster because, let's face it, after those, that decision that came down the other day where two people lose their livelihood and then a third, Alex Cora, the next day, I think when they go and talk with players and staffers, it's going to be like people wait, putting their hands in the air. I surrender. I give up. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, I think it's going to be easy for them to get to the bottom of what happened with the Red Sox in 2018. You know, probably draft picks. There's going to be some money involved. I got to tell you that you know, and Alex Cora, I consider to be a friend. I worked with him at ESPN, um, and to see him now uh, get essentially get kicked out of baseball for a time, and it might be longer 
uh, in the end, the penalty that he gets, and either A.J. Hinch or Jeff Luno, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of when you read about Shoeless Joe Jackson, where you know his peers felt like that he was one of the greatest players of all time, but he was a member of that Black Sox team that threw the 1919 World Series, and he went away. Alex Cora is as talented a manager as I've ever seen. He connected with players. He could speak to all parts of the roster. Unbelievably smart. Terrific at what he does. And I can't tell you, sitting here today, if he's ever getting another opportunity yeah. to do that job. That's, uh, that's unfortunate, too, because Alex Cora is, is one of the brightest minds in baseball. And uh, because of this, as you said, it, if he only would have used his bright mind for good right. rather than evil. <laughs> right. Uh. Well, and, and if you, if you got, yeah, I, the one thing that, look, I know A.J. Hinch some. I know Alex, you know, better. I know a lot of the players on that team. And the perplexing thing to me is at some point among all these bright people, why no one stepped in and said, you know what? Trying to hold a secret together with a traveling party of 50 people, a secret like that, do we really think that's going to hold? Because if it doesn't, what's going to happen, especially after the commissioner issued two edicts warning teams against doing it? Which means, you know what? I mean, it stinks moving forward. Legacy of all these guys is going to be affected for the Astros next year. 81 road games are going to be like 81 perp walks with the way they're going to be treated by opposing fans. <laughs> no doubt about it. Buster, it, it's it's funny because most of the focus has been on the managers and the front office folks, uh, but the players are equally uh, culpable in in all of this action that has, has happened, yet they're going to be the ones that end up let off when it's all said and done because – uh, just the complexities of having to of what it would be like to actually give punishment to them. You're exactly right, and then that's because uh, anything, any discipline that they would want to render on the players, they'd have to go through the union, and that would get incredibly complicated. And so, in a sense, when they uh, you know discipline the Houston Astros, think of it like uh, like an army. They went after the generals and the colonels, and they said we're not going to deal with the privates. But I do think that you know the the players, while they didn't get the commissioner's discipline, my goodness, I I think that they will over time suffer an enormous loss uh, with the way that people respond to yeah. them, way the fans respond to them. Uh, you know, last week we did this uh, top ten rankings of, of players at each position. I had Jose Altuve second among second basemen, and I was surprised, but not really surprised that so many people were responding, well, yeah, he's a cheater. Well, yeah, he got an advantage that other players didn't. Of course he did that. And part of me was sad, and part of me was like, well, that's predictable. That's what was going to happen if this ever got out. And I'm surprised that no one didn't step up and say, guys, what are we doing here? Yeah, you would think somebody's smart. And there's a lot of smart people there would have done that exact a lot. thing. Exactly. Buster Only, thanks so much. Real quick before we let you go, I can't let you go because you just mentioned your position-by-position position rankings and the people in San Diego are rankled with you because you didn't <laughs> get Machado in the top ten at third base. So we're giving you a quick platform to uh, defend that decision. i got to tell you that that was one as I was going through it, it when I was looking at it, and, you, you know, it comes down to the numbers. It comes down to production. It comes down to the input you're getting from – different people with different teams and i'd say hey who would you choose between this guy and this guy and this guy third base is an absolutely stacked position yeah. and if you look at the production and the numbers he's not in the top 10 um, you know and, and hopefully that'll change i think one of the questions that some of the evaluators that i talked to have is 
moving forward, will his production out of Camden Yards get better? Because last year it wasn't uh, when you're talking about the elite third baseman in the game at a position loaded, it wasn't there. Yep, that's uh, That's as I looked at the list. uh, Yeah, it wasn't like he got beat out by a bunch of scrubs. No, not at all. There's a lot of good third basemen in the game. Well, hopefully Manny Machado will keep your article in his in his locker this year and (laughs) use it to. Thanks for that, Chris. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd be more happy if he just forgot about it. (laughs) Buster, we appreciate your time. I know you got to stay by that phone because. Uh, it seems like that Carlos Beltran news could come at any moment. Right? Thanks so there much, you go. man. Appreciate Thank you, Buster. Okay, Take care. Thanks. That was Buster Olney on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. San Diego County Credit Union has low mortgage loan rates. Apply today. Equal housing opportunity. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or visit SDCCU.com. Um, Scraby. I have some news out oh. of 49er camp. Wait, I don't like how you're just bringing this on me. Sore ankle forces 49ers Kittle to miss practice. You think this is just a... Uh, I think it's gamesmanship. It's gamesmanship. There's, yeah, he's not going to miss it's the game. It's not just gamesmanship. He's, he's not going to miss the game. He's probably resting a sore ankle, too. Yeah, he doesn't need to practice. Just throw him the ball. As uh, Kevin Franzen said, he'll just run down the field looking like a dad with a bunch <laughs> of kids on him. No big deal. I forgot we had Kevin on. Um, in other NFL news, your favorite... Former head coach Jason Garrett. Mine? Well, everybody's. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's America's favorite head coach. (laughs) America's former favorite head coach. Uh, Jason Garrett is interviewing for the offensive coordinator position in New York. For the Jets or the Giants? The football Giants. I mean, that makes sense, but if you're a Giants fan, you got to be like, really? Does anybody remember the report right after the Dallas went like, they were like seven and eight. After they lost that game, there was a report saying that, you know, Garrett would be fired, but there would be an immediate go to for the New York uh, Jets as the head coach. Mm, you guys remember I don't that remember report? This, no. It was the Giants. It, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I meant to say Giants. Yeah, 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 Giants. Yeah, the yeah. Giants. You guys remember that report? Well, I do. They yeah. said he so, wouldn't be jobless for long. Right. So I, I think we might all assume they, we were t- that they were talking head coach. Maybe they were talking offensive coordinator because he certainly is uh, interviewing for the job. I actually had a conversation with uh, someone around here in the radio station earlier. They're asking me about Jason Garrett, and it's strange to me that Jason Garrett, I think he was an eight- or nine-year head coach in the NFL, and he wasn't. he's not a candidate for head coach to head coach, while Adam Gase got fired from his job, and then he becomes a head coach. Isn't that, isn't that I, weird? Even and, though and, I don't and, think Jason and, and Garrett's listen, a good coach. Listen, I mean, Jason coach Garrett, to coach. Jason Garrett, it, by record-wise, is a much better coach than, than Adam, Adam Gase. Gase. Yeah. And yet... He was in a place for nine years and didn't get that opportunity that Adam Gase got. Being a head coach is hard. And when you can keep a job for nine years, that shows that you are doing something right. I would. I just am surprised that he's going to have to take a coordinator role. Maybe it's a one-year coordinator role, and then he'll be back as a head coach the next year. But I can't. I, can you see Jason Garrett like actually coaching another team? He's just been synonymous with the Cowboys forever. I can't see it right now, but I think he will. I think he'll be a head coach somewhere at some point. I agree. I agree. He's got too much. He's got too much experience. Team, to not. I'm about to say teams uh, for the most part, unless it's the hot new young guy, uh, they like guys with experience. And uh, being an offensive coordinator might kind of give him a refresher and 
He can kind of chill back a little yeah, bit. he doesn't have the whole boat to worry about. He just has to worry about his offense. He doesn't have to worry about Jerry Jones calling for his job on the radio in, in veiled ways? No, no. But uh, certainly the media is going to be a little harder on him than I'm sure Dallas was. You think? That was pretty hard. <laughs> I'm saying, though, we, I feel like that was more national. It was. That's why it's worse, because it's not regional. But, but that's what I'm saying. Dallas is a national type thing. Yeah, they're the next team. I guess the Giants are kind of... We'll be talking about him. Yeah, I'm sure we, we will. We will. All right, you know what that music means? It means the happy hour has come to an end. Aw. Uh, great show today, guys. Tomorrow, Thanks, too. even better, though. Oh, tell us about it. CC Sabathia, my guy. CC Sabathia? He's coming on the show. Uh, we also have a San Diego State legend, NFL Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk, will be actually what? in the building. We'll have him on, too. He's going to be in studio? He'll be in studio. I'm going to dress better today. We're going to talk a lot Bro. about the Aztecs and uh, how he wow. feels the program, the <laughs> direction is going. All right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thomas Andrews, Matt Scraby, Tony Gwynn. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.